Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business executives on management and leadership topics to help busy managers. In the studio is Ron Kripe, Tom Meyer, and Jim Dixon of Equus Consulting, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. We have a special treat today as this is our first podcast where our guests are actually joining us live and in person in the studio. So welcome to Christy Curry, Education Services Manager, and Chad Dorr, Leadership Training Consultant from Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. During COVID, we had to shift very drastically and dramatically into virtual world. And now that, that, that we're hopefully we're kind of emerging, although, you know, with the Delta variant, we're kind of paused a little bit. What challenges are we facing now that, that we're trying to bring people back for our development and training programs? Mm-hmm. When you asked that question, three things came to my mind that I, I feel like as leaders have always been important. But mm-hmm. I think as we move into this next season, uh, have become even more important and that is revolving around empathy and teaching our leaders how to be empathetic. And I think um, along that lines is is developing our right. listening skills. Because I think as we're leading people, as they're coming back into the workforce or into more centralized um, work scenarios, right. I think right. they want to be heard. And I think, again, that's always been important, but I think we're equipping or need to equip our leaders um, to double down on their listening right, skills. Right. Um, and then I think the third thing that came to my mind was just the importance of trust. And again, it's always been important, but I think because of where we are and right. um, trust is is at an all-time high in terms of the importance and the importance that it plays in building you know, a healthy environment. You know, um, Chad, one of the things that kicked off in my mind as you were talking is th- those are those are all relationship skills. Yeah. They all center around relationships. And we're in this interesting next season, as you put it, of bringing people back to back. And I guess the light bulb that went off for me was, um, wow, these people have been connected for the better part of 18 months. But your relationship skills your eye contact skills, your empathetic listening skills, that all of the nuanced kind of um, things associated with just being with people face to face is probably a little rusty for all of us. You know, if you've been if you've been just surrounded by you know the dog and the kids and the, <laughs> the to do list. Some of the challenges that I feel like we've seen lately, one is all of us became master multitaskers. We yeah. were homeschooling our kids right. and we were doing Zoom meetings and we were letting the dog out. And so now when you go back to that full in office environment and you make training a priority, I think people struggle with committing to that one thing. They have so much work to do where when you had it in a virtual environment, they could do their daily work and pick up the training later, or they could listen to a podcast on the way home. We're asking them to come back to person 
in person and do that only. And we've had a little bit of a struggle with that, getting people to step away from their daily jobs to come do in-person training with us. Well, and I think that that focused attention that you bring up is, this is why I love podcasts. I love the conversation because you can just feel the light bulbs go off kind of around the table. And that hadn't occurred to me that that might be a challenge for us as training and development professionals, mm-hmm. that, that we really do need to um, watch, listen, develop content and approach any kind of development workshop with an eye toward these are folks that are a little ADHD based on the fact that they've just learned how to, to multitask amazingly well in COVID. And now we're in a completely different environment. So thanks for that. That was not, that'll, that'll help us raise our game. And a huge part of training, I think we were talking about earlier, um, and this goes with training or, or returning to a traditional office environment, a huge part of that is meeting people where they are. And so I know there are opinions of training will always be virtual from here on out, but virtual may not meet everybody's need in person may not meet everybody's Everybody's need, need, just a big element of meeting people where they are going forward. Yeah. And I think, I don't know that this is as much training and development, but just from a leadership perspective, you mentioned relationship skills. Yeah. I think we're in a new environment and where a lot of our leaders find themselves in a hybrid setting in which they have three of their team members that are present in the same room and they have two others that are joining via zoom. And so I think they require different skills yeah, in terms right. of, you know, involvement and engagement, um, connecting with those individuals. Facilitation. That are, yeah, facilitation. And so, again, from a training and development, I think it is important that we are equipping our leaders to to lead well in those environments. And again, those are environments that for most of us a year ago, 18 months ago, we would never you know, have found ourselves in those, those environments. And connectivity is one of our four guiding principles at Kentucky Farm Bureau, but I think it becomes an even more important principle for any leader post COVID and during COVID because connectivity is vital for a leader in their direct reports. And you have to do that very differently in a remote world or in a hybrid world. And so it just becomes a priority for every leader. So, so let me ask, follow up with this question. How is connectivity different from communication? Because we talk a lot in organizations about the the need for effective communication. And I think what you're talking about is something very different. I agree. I do feel like communication and connectivity are very different. And this isn't a textbook answer by any means, but I would define connectivity as being able to relate with you and connect with you on a different level, whether that be on a professional level or a personal level, or just know who you are as Tom Meyer, not who you are as Equus Consulting. That would be a connection that Mm -hmm. we have. Communicating with you could be just an email or very transactional. When you said that, Tom, the thought that came to my mind is that you, you can have communication and not have connectivity, mm-hmm. but you cannot have connectivity apart from communication. So while they are different, I do believe they're very, very connected. Yeah. Well, and I think it speaks a lot to your culture. 
mm-hmm. that that connectivity is one of the four guiding principles. Yeah. Right. Well, and that, I mean, I think Chad just said it very, very well that that you know communication, and I think Christy said it too, is very transactional. You know, and that's very surface. Where connectivity is is at a very deeper level than than just passing along information. Well, and, and and I think we're hovering maybe uh, inadvertently over the challenge of, of COVID and the challenge of coming back. Because I think what happened when we were all virtual, we got very good at communication and very bad at connectivity. Right. I'm not saying Kentucky Farm Bureau. I'm just saying any company in general, what, what people were telling us was we've gotten ruthlessly efficient at communicating information and horrible at connecting with each other. And that's where all of the innovation, the creativity, the collaboration, all of the rich magic that, that is a company's competitive edge got left on the cutting room floor. And I, and I think that's what's driving this need for most companies to say, we got to get people back in here because we need to rebuild our, our connectivity skills. That's just the aha that I've had as we've been talking about the distinction between these two. We've seen that come to life exactly because when we were in a virtual world and we would wrap up all of our Zoom meetings 10 minutes early, you had time to go grab a snack or get a water and be ready for your next Zoom. Now we're showing up to every meeting five to 10 minutes late because we're having that (laughs) conversation and we're running from one meeting to the next. Yeah, no, you're right. We're seeing that with our companies. They're, They're just scheduled within an inch of their margins. So I, w- I want to come back a little bit to, to something Chad said earlier about how do you teach empathy? How do you train? How do you train a leader to be empathetic? That is a loaded question. I know. I should <laughs> turn that over to Christy, but I don't know that I have the answer, to be honest with you. I think yeah. that's something that as a training and development professional that we are wrestling with, I think right. uh, empathy is robust and you know as a topic um, I think first of all it's just understanding what that is and helping people to understand what that is because I think that's a buzzword Um, you know but even on some of the topics that we've talked about today you know um, not only are we leading individuals as we're doing our transactional work but there's a lot going on outside of work And so if I'm not attuned to that as a leader and I'm not empathetic, um, I'm doing them a disservice, really. Right, right. To Chad's comment, I think that actually this kind of differentiates the difference between training and development. Because in empathy, I think it's more of a development thing. It's a coachable uh, experience kind of thing that you have to kind of continually work with someone in leadership of empathy. Like how... You know, Rick's question originally was, how do you train people to be empathetic? Well, you don't. Yeah. You actually coach people and experience, you know, uh, the leader to be empathetic. Oh, I was just going to I was going to piggyback on that and say, you know, one of the things that that we should all be responsible for is helping people understand what our expectations are for leaders in any organization. So if we, if we have an expectation that leaders are going to be empathetic, then to Jim's point, you're absolutely right. We coach to it, but you have to know what you're coaching to. And Mm -hmm. and one of the ways that we've always defined that very simply and straightforwardly is you have to have the capacity to see the world from somebody else's perspective. 
do you know, here's the good news. We all have a master's degree at seeing the world from our own perspective. And we've all been surrounded by leaders that could only see the world from their perspective. And what that translates into, if you're being led by that person, is an endless to-do list of how you can keep that person comfortable. And that's not leadership. Um, so, So when we say to leaders, hey, look, you're good at seeing the world from your perspective. Now you have to branch out of that and and push past your your comfort zone and learn to see the world from the perspective of your uh, the people that you that you aspire to lead. And and if you can't do that, then you're just probably going to be a more tactically gifted leader, and and not a um, a relationally gifted leader. Yeah, and I I think Jim, you challenge me because I think probably my go-to is training. And so when he asks me a question, how can you train empathy? I'm like, absolutely. We'll train to empathy. <laughs> like why, why wouldn't you train to empathy? But I think it, I think it's not an either or question as much as it is a, an yeah. and both question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a training element to empathy, but I think apart from the coaching um, mm-hmm. supplement, I think that yeah. we will always fall short. <laughs> Actually, I think I, I'll go back on that. I think I think you can train people the elements of empathy, but the only way that someone becomes empathetic is through experience and coaching. Absolutely. So I think there's a kind of two-step approach, so to speak. Christy, you were going to weigh in. Yeah, I was just going to add to that. We had a similar conversation with our executive leadership team as far as how do you teach some of these skills and you can teach increased awareness and self-awareness and social awareness and empathy could be a byproduct of some of those other skills that you try to teach that empathy comes along with increased awareness. One of the things that we, that is, is Chad and your, um, to use your language, the training end of this is picking up on we, and I just had a conversation with a, an executive leadership team last week about this. You have to be able to pick up on the spikes. If, if you can train people to pick up on the spikes or the differences, um, I, I very simply, I always call it, you know, there are high drama people and low drama people. Do you know, if you get a high drama person, employee, that is that is really really out there and they go quiet and silent on you you better pay attention to that and if you've got a low drama person that's very analytical and all of a sudden they spike in their emotion you pay attention to that so you have to watch people very carefully and understand what that person's baseline is because when you as a leader see deviations from that baseline and somebody that you value and somebody that you want to be a, an invested engaged part of the team you better step into that conversation and try to figure out what's going on for that person. That I think you can train. And I think Christy, you mentioned, and with our discussion about empathy, I think it also goes with connectivity. We almost have to get a little bit specific with what makes it up. What is the definition of connection? What is the definition of empathy? Because then when we get really micro with that, we can actually look at what can be trained, what can be developed. I, I wholeheartedly agree, and this is even outside of training and development, just from a culture perspective. I think that most organizations don't do a very good job of articulating 
or unpacking a lot of the buzzwords or the words that we gravitate towards that we want to be expectations and standards. But I think sometimes we fall short in really unpacking that and defining that so that everybody from top to bottom understands what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you're really good at that. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the things that I think you bring to the table. Um, I'm thinking about a uh, we were, gosh, six months ago, we were chatting Christy and, and Jim and I were developing a, a program for Kentucky and uh, in uh, we were all in a room and we were kind of hashing through the concepts. And I remember what you brought to the table was this sense of unrelenting, define that, define that, define what that looks like, define how we're going to know when people get that, define those terms, define those concepts. And, you know, that's a really good gold standard for any of us in, in this, you know, in this kind of uh, confusing world of, you know, nothing is defined mm-hmm. in COVID. Nothing is. That's why I think it's so overwhelming for folks. Um, this has been a great conversation this afternoon. And I really appreciate Christy, you and Chad coming up from Kentucky today to be with us. Uh, for they our made first, the drive. For our first live <laughs> and in-person podcast. It's been fun. And I think the conversation has gone very well. So thank you very much. Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here with you and appreciate the invitation and always enjoy working with Equus. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. Please um, uh, join in the conversation at www.equusconsulting.com and leave your comments below. Thank you. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.